0: The Chat Spotlet Episode 17 Hello Jet Spotlet fans Yanni Lunga here. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Jets Spotlight Podcast and the second of this special edition of the Jets Spotlight Podcast. In case you missed yesterday's episode, episode 16, then you don't maybe know about this week. This week is a bit special because there is a special edition of the Jets Spotlight Podcast with some of the stars of the Pori Jets Festival 2014. So yesterday, Monday, the first guest was just a great guitarist. It was Kevin Eubanks who came on the podcast to talk about many things like growing up in Philly and playing in New York with Jets greats like R. Blackie and Roy Haynes, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and he also gave out advice for musicians, for young musicians. So if you missed it, you can find the episode at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 16. And it's going to be so that every day there's going to be a different guest for this week and this week only. And after this week, the podcast will go back to normal. So a weekly show, one episode every week with a new guest every week. The guest we have today is just a great musician. If you're from Washington, D.C. or, you know, if you're from New York, then you probably know him. And especially if you're into piano music, piano jazz, then his name is definitely someone you know. Or even if you're into hip hop. You probably have heard of of him because he had been playing also with hip-hop stars like Q-Tip and Erykah Badu. You know, today I'm just so excited to welcome on the podcast Mark Carey to talk about many things like playing at the Potty Jets Festival, growing up in Washington DC, his Mark Carey focus trio and their latest album, 4 Directions. Like always, I just want to remind you that you can find the links of all the things we talk about in this episode with Mr. Kerry at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 17. This is A Jets Talk with Mark Kerry. Enjoy. Hey Jets Spotlight fans, how is it going? I'm Yani Lunga and I'm here from Pori Jets Festival in Finland. And I have another guest for this series, this special series that we're running from the, from the festival. And, you know, it's difficult where to start from about this guest because he's he's just a great artist, a great pianist. He he grew up in in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to ask him about, you know, about Washington because I'm sure that many of you who are listening from D.C. would like to learn more about what he, you know, what impact growing up in in D.C. had on on him and his career and he's performing here at the at the Potty Jets Festival with his with this focus trio and you know we're gonna talk about the latest album for directions. It's with great pleasure that I welcome on the podcast Mark Carey. Hey Mr. Carey how are you today? I'm fine thank you. Welcome all right welcome welcome on the show and you know what what are your first thoughts about here about Potty Jets for what you have seen? Uh, this is my second time
1: at the porridge Jazz Festival. I came maybe two, three years ago with David Murray and Macy Gray, and it was a great time. So to come back with my own group is just an honor.
0: Yeah. And I presume that when you came back the festival had a different setting, because this is the first year where the festival is, you know, with three stages outdoor and you're gonna perform here at this nice, nice setting. The weather now is settling. in, let's hope it's not gonna rain. Uh, what are you know? What are your expectations for the gig?
1: Um, my expectations are pretty much for the band um, that that the, the group that that I have, Focus Trio. Uh, we're obviously very focused, so <laughs> no. But we, I I just really look forward to expanding our musical, um, um, creative, you know, uh, pockets and and just. Having a chance to perform, you know, in front of a group of people that really want to hear music, uh, I guess my only expectation is that we play our best <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and can, can, now that you you mentioned the the focus trio, let's talk about the trio for a while. how did you how did you you know guys get together, and how did this project start? Okay. well, we started uh,
1: this project, well, the the group in itself about fourteen years ago. Uh, Samir Gupta, myself, and David Yule. That was the original group. And I I found these guys in California, in the uh, San Francisco area. Um, I did a lot of traveling back and forth to San Francisco to develop the sound. Um, And then as the years passed, a couple records passed, uh, David Yule decided to do uh, some other things family-wise. So we've been, uh, for the last, I guess, five or six years, been working with... um, two bassists, uh, B- uh, Bernice, Earl Travis, and Rashawn Carter, who is with us uh, now. Rashawn's pretty much been the uh, bassist that that's done most of the work mm-hmm. and the albums. Um, so this group has been developing this sound um, for the last six years, mm-hmm. uh, although Samir and I have been together for about 14. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. And, you know, I'm going to ask you about about Four Directions, yeah. but before we go more into Four Directions, I just want to get stuck with the with the title because, you know, the first thing I think about Four Directions is like, you know, north, south, west, east, so right. about traveling. And if you think about your journey as a musician, where do you think you are now and where would you like to, to go to in the future?
1: Wow. Well, it's rare that I think about where I am. I'm always considering um, where... I'm going. Mm -hmm. Although I, I guess that's a contradiction because I'm very much in the moment, um, especially when it comes to music. So, uh, you know, hence the name focus. That means really to focus on the moment, you know, it means to, to be in the moment. So, um, I I rarely think about where we're going because it's a journey, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, we have, uh, pretty much a, uh, uh, a direction that we're going in, which is four, at least four directions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's it's rare that I think about where I am and where I mm-hmm. came from and all of that, Um because music is happening now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's what we do at the moment. We This is the only form that you can get, well, this is one of the only forms that you can get an immediate gratification from what you do, mm-hmm. whether the response is good or bad. You can know immediately, so... To think about the future um, has no bearing on the present right now, mm-hmm. so I try not to go too far in the, in mm-hmm. ahead of myself, even though the music we're playing sometimes um, is is received as if it's in the future mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and, you know. and, and about four directions. You know what are the inspiration of the of the album? You know where did you get the inspiration for for these great compositions of for directions? Yes. Uh, well, you know
1: there, there there wasn't one place that everything came from. I think the title codifies the songs in a way because the title deals with uh, the indigenous mindset and indigenous spirituality of the Native American, my Native American roots. Um, so that's really what the title is about um the four directions is is uh something that uh prayers go out to the four directions, mm-hmm. so like you said, north, south, east, and west, mm-hmm. and everything in between um so it's really just about it, it it's it's uh in a way it's a meditation um it, the music- a musical meditation that we hope will span all the directions possible, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and so far it has. I mean, we're here in Pori now, so, you know, I think if you put these kind of ideas out there, things can happen, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a title of an album, it's still a thought that
0: went into it. No, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, first of all, it's a great title, and also, you know, what you just explained, you know, even solidifies in a way that the concept that, you know, people might think, ah, where does the title come from? And it's, you know, I think it's a very kind of nice background story right, that right. that you gave us. And for those of you who perhaps don't know yet about the Mark Carey Focus Trio and Four Directions, you can just go to check it out. You can find also some tracks on YouTube, you can listen and you know, I'm sure you will fall in love with the music. And now we've talked. We talked for a moment about the, you know, about the present, about party, the the record. I would like to take a couple of steps back yeah. and go back to, you know, to your to your beginnings. Because is it correct that you were born in New York and you moved when you were yes. really young to to Washington? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what impact has uh, growing up in Washington had on your, you know, musical career? Well, I think a lot
1: um starting with the family structure i mean it, it started with my mother and i my uh my mom and dad broke up so for a while it was just my mother and i and then she she remarried once we moved to dc which immediately put me into a family you know i had two brothers and sisters immediately so um moving to dc changed really the traje- trajectory of my life in many ways mm-hmm. um i had to go from being a single you know, just, just a, you know, me and my mom to sharing my mother with, with, you know, a whole new family. And that also put me in the mindset of really trying to find something that I could hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a very uh, interesting upbringing and the experiences that I had, uh, I won't go into them, but a lot of those experiences led me to music. Mm-hmm. And uh, music became... Uh, the dividing line between uh, a life of disparity or a life of of peace and and love. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think the path that I was on prior to me really attaching myself to music was a destructive path. Mm -hmm. So my choice to to go for music was really a healing thing, Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm so deeply into it now. It's just become almost a prayer um so when i play music i'm praying this is this is this this my prayer you know mm-hmm. it's really that deep for me um although i i don't you know attach every musical experience to that same mm-hmm. thing uh but when we play with the focus trio it's it's truly a prayer man these these this is family um in fact when we talk about my career Rashawn's uh my bassist Rashawn Carter's father gave me my first gig uh, my first jazz gig.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I met him when he was a baby, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was young too. I was I was probably t- 16 or maybe, you know, less than mm-hmm. 18. Yeah, I was about 16, mm-hmm. 17 years old. Well, maybe younger actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so th- when I say family, this is truly uh, a family situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Samir and I we take care of each other's families, our children, you know, my children think of him as, as their uncle and, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I really enjoy this environment for music. Mm-hmm. I've been in many different, different kind of situations where the, the connectivity, uh, was not, um, with the group, but the music was great, but the connection between the musicians weren't as, you know, close. Mm-hmm. So this is a very unique
0: situation. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's a really interesting story that, that you just talked about, you know, the, like the relationship that, you know, this strong bond that yeah. there is between the, the three of you. And, you know, it's, it's really nice to, to hear that, you know, it's, it's, it goes deeper than just, uh, the the stage and it's because i'm sure that many bands will tell the same or they will tell that yeah we are also very close friends but you know from your words one can really hear that when you talk about the other members of the trio it's really like if you're talking about your brothers like real brothers and that's very nice to hear and when is it that you decided to to become a pianist and why did you choose the piano
1: i think the piano ended up choosing me um i I played about four other instruments I started on 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 cello um, because my mom is a cellist she's a great cellist and I moved to uh, uh, to drums and that's why I started my first group from the drum chair um, I, I was always in 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 the mindset that I wanted a really good band so I found a better drummer and then I went to the trumpet Mm-hmm. And um, as that band grew, we found a horn section that was just incredible. So I went, I gave up the trumpet and started on the piano. And I had all these instruments. I had access to all of them in my house. So it was a very easy thing to go from one mm-hmm. instrument to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so the piano was the one that stuck. That That's the one that felt really, it, it felt much like the drums for me. Because mm-hmm. the drum, I really love playing the drums. But when I heard this other drummer, I was like, well my love for it is not going to make our band sound like <laughs> shit. I want my band to sound good, so I would use this drummer and I would pick another instrument. But uh, finally getting to the piano was was like finding a true love, you mm-hmm. know, someone that understood me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this, this instrument really uh, is, is an incredible instrument to play. Uh, I, I can't say that every time I touch it I can get to my maximum ability on it and that's the challenge of it, you know, cause I, you know, being a pianist, you have to have the ability to pick up a blind date. Mm-hmm. So every night mm-hmm. is a new, a new date <laughs> for me, you know. So mm-hmm. we have to get to know each other really quick. And I have to be comfortable as much as I can with her and, and just let her know everything that's in my heart. So that's, that's how I think of the piano, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really like, uh, like a person in a way that you have to relate to. Um, and they're all quirky. They all have their quirks, you know. So, but I really, I really enjoy um, the instrument that I chose, and I, mm-hmm. I think the piano uh, inevitably chose me. So.
0: And you know, it's really nice to hear your words because it really sounds, you know, like you're talking about the, the the love, and it's really it's really cool to hear these kind of things like from from a pianist such as yourself. And some of the listeners of the podcast are, you know, young pianists or perhaps are studying the piano. Uh, what kind of advice would you have for them? Well, uh
1: I think my my advice would go. Would be a little broader for musicians in mm-hmm. general because mm-hmm. even though you might be playing the piano now, you might pick another instrument. Who knows? But I think music is a very powerful and uh, it's a very powerful and spiritual medium to communicate from. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're the kind of person that that has things in their heart that they want to be able to to express then music would be a a a beautiful platform to do it on. Mm-hmm. If you're talented musically, I would suggest immediately uh doing some studying into the history of the instrument mm-hmm. itself from from every aspect from the european classical to to you know uh the modern day forms that that mm-hmm. this, this instrument has you know, uh, existed through. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in jazz, I would suggest, um, that you do quite a bit of research into, um, uh, not only the piano, but how the piano fits into, uh, the ensembles and, and really to, and, and find a voice of your own within that knowledge. Um, it, it takes time. It takes, like Freddie Hubbard said, it takes about 15 years to get your own sound. And I think one thing that I would su- suggest for any pianist or any musician is to develop the sound that you, that you get from your instrument. It's the technical parts of being able to play the instrument fast and, and with dexterity is, is one thing. But to be able to produce a sound that is unique is the, the thing that in the end will win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the technical part is, is really just a part of learning how to play an instrument. You have to be technically advanced to really express yourself. But then once you've once you've gotten to that point, as you're developing that, you need to develop how to really communicate with the instrument. And that's a journey for everybody. There's mm-hmm. no one way to do it. So, you know, that's the thing that I think everyone will find joy, you know, in learning about themselves. How do I Really communicate through this instrument,
0: mm-hmm. and that's that's a very question to end up the this uh, episode with. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to become a musician, think about what Mark Carey said about you know doing some research and you know trying to to start to play an instrument because it might happen like happened happened to him that he started with an instrument and switched to another one and another one until he found he found the the right one. The, the love and the match was, like, was there. Mr. Kerry, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much. And I hope all your listeners really enjoy the music and, and just go back and there's 22 more albums out there that I've put out in the last 15 years, last 20 years, actually. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you like what you hear, please check the rest of it.
0: All right. Thank you. Okay, everybody, we're back. First thing, Mr. Kerry, if you're listening, thank you so much once again for being on the podcast, to telling us more about yourself, about the trio, and also for giving out advice for young musicians. I really appreciate it. So this is the Jet Spotlight podcast. And if you like what you hear, you can also subscribe to the podcast for free on iTunes or Stitcher. So you can find the episodes of the podcast on the website at thejetspotlightcom slash podcast, but you can find it also on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud. So if you head over to thejetspotlet.com slash show, you will be redirected to the iTunes page of the podcast where you can subscribe to the podcast there. Or if you're using Stitcher, just go to thejetspotlightcom slash Stitcher and you will be redirected to the Stitcher page of the podcast where you can also subscribe there so that every day for this week and then every week you will get the new episode of the podcast to your music library or your device, smartphone, tablet, whatever you're using to listen to the podcast. I also would like to invite you, if you like the podcast, if you liked what you heard so far, to leave a review and ratings on iTunes, that would be really appreciated if you could just spend one minute of your time. To leave a, a short review or just ratings at the iTunes page of the podcast again at thejadspotlight.com slash show. That would really help the podcast because it would also help people who might, you know, benefit from the podcast find it on iTunes because, you know, the reviews impact the kind of rankings in the search engine of, of iTunes. So that would really help if you could, could help out with that, with a short review or rating. I really appreciate it. So again, this was the episode 17. You can find all the uh, links of the things we talked about with Mark Carey at the slash episode 17. I'm Lunga, and this is the special edition of the Jet Spotlight podcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Take care.